Homily for Ash Wednesday, March 6th, 2019, St. Mary's Church, Grand Forks. As Catholics, we believe that God has made time sacred. And so our tradition takes the year and divides it up into seasons. The life of Jesus was as unique and wonderful as any life ever lived. And we participate in that life by turning our focus to different parts of it at different times. Today, we begin the season of Lent, a time which more than any other asks us to examine ourselves carefully as we examine the life of Christ. The story of where Lent comes from historically is an interesting one. In the earliest days of the church, many people of all ages entered the faith each year. They would receive baptism and confirmation and Eucharist at Easter, aligning their own death to sin and rebirth in grace to the death and resurrection of Jesus. But these folks didn't just scamper to church at the last minute. The commitment they were making was too serious. Their reception of the sacraments came after a period of intense prayer, study, and penance. And since the Christian family was receiving them into full communion, they didn't want to stand apart from these new brothers and sisters. Instead, they said, we'll take on these penances right along with them, so that God will renew our hearts and our sense of purpose, too. From this, Lent was born. Eventually, this spirit of discipline took shape as a 40-day season, following the example of Christ's prayer and preparation in the wilderness, about which we'll hear more this coming Sunday. Today, we begin our spiritual pilgrimage with Ash Wednesday. We bless and receive ashes to remind us of the passing nature of life and where our eternal home truly is. There are those who will argue that our act of wearing the outward sign of ashes on our foreheads directly violates the command of Christ to let our Heavenly Father, who sees what we do in secret, repay us. But it's not a contradiction, for a couple of reasons. First of all, salvation history contains many examples of people who adorned themselves with sackcloth and ashes as part of their acts of fervent prayer, such as Queen Esther, and the leaders of Nineveh during the time of the prophet Jonah. In each of these cases, God endorsed their behavior because they refused to remain complacent. Secondly, ashes in and of themselves have no value. They are not a prize that we display, but a sobering reminder of the power of death and decay. The best way I know to describe the theme behind our readings for Ash Wednesday is twofold. We should embrace the penitential works of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, and we should act with urgency. Now is the acceptable time. Proclaim a fast. Call an assembly. If we take these scriptures seriously, we won't even start using the word tomorrow. Tomorrow is never a guarantee, no matter how automatically life seems to march on. Besides, we can spend every day saying, I'll just wait until tomorrow, as an excuse, until we run out of today's. Then there will be nothing more we can do. Listen carefully to what the Lord is telling us during this Mass. What would he have you do for your relationship with him and others? What can you give up and do without in order to achieve that goal? 
Will you trust that God, who knows best what to give his children, will give you far more than what you expect when you give more of yourself to him? Lastly, I want to share with you a piece of advice that I once saw in a Catholic publication. The author spoke of a long-standing maxim held by such esteemed figures as St. Thomas More and C.S. Lewis, that the best way to drive out the devil from our lives is to jeer and mock him, because in his pride he cannot bear to be scorned. This doesn't mean that we shouldn't take seriously sin, or that we shouldn't enter spiritual battle without wearing full armor. The point is that laughing at Lucifer disarms his power to sway us. Think of a concrete example of resisting a temptation in your life, whether large or small. Instead of just being somber and severe, imagine telling the devil, Are you kidding me? Why would I turn my back on God, who loves me, for you, who hates my guts? Don't think that I don't know what you're up to. Maybe using that kind of levity reminds us that Satan is the world's ultimate loser. The devil did not win against God, and never will. And he has no right tampering with a life claimed for Christ and purchased by his precious blood. This year, let's make the discipline of Lent more a part of our lives, because then we know that God will become a bigger part of our lives, too. Lent is serious business, but this doesn't mean that we cannot be confident and joyful in the security of God's protection over us. Amen.